everybody. Welcome to the Storytime Podcast. This is episode 7. Um, and I think this may be the last one that I make. Because uh, I feel like I've covered every other major event that has happened that God was involved in. That has really shaped who I am now in God. Um, so I just want to thank those of you who have listened up to this point from episode one. If you haven't caught any of the other episodes, um, feel free to just jump right in on this one. Or I would suggest going back to the first one so you can kind of understand where this all started from. Um, this has been a really good series. I'm really glad that I did this because... Um, I feel like not only has it helped people who have, like, people have even let me know that this has helped them, and, um, I'm very grateful for that. When I first did this, I didn't expect anybody to listen, to be honest with you guys, and so when I posted the first one, um, Finish What You Start, and I looked and I saw that, uh, I think I saw that five people had listened to it, I was so excited. (laughs) I remember, like, I was like, yeah! I was so pumped and now there's been a pretty good amount of people who have listened more than I ever would have imagined actually listening to this stuff so uh, I hope that whoever has listened to this that it has helped you in some way answer any questions you may have been dealing with hopefully it has helped you to better understand yourself in some way um So yeah, I guess I'll just get into what this one is about. I'll quickly recap what just the last podcast was about because this is kind of uh, attached to that. It's a two-parter. We talked about how I made a mistake when I was on vacation with my family for a wedding and, um, and I allowed a woman to touch me in a way I shouldn't have let her touch me and how I was holding myself in unforgiveness and how crazy it was that right after it happened, the moment after I step out of the building, um, my friend Manny, who I've talked about many times on this podcast now, messages me saying, hey man, what's going on? Uh, if, you know, do you want to have a phone call? And him not knowing that what had just happened had happened and me reaching out to him and being like, dude, how did you know I needed to talk to you? Because I was feeling so bad about myself. And um, him saying, well, you know the Holy Spirit has been bugging me for the past three days to get a hold of you, and I finally got around to it. I'm like, wow, man, that's awesome. And he helped me to forgive myself because I was not willing to forgive myself for what I had done. So I, if you've ever had trouble forgiving yourself for something, I would highly encourage you to go to the last podcast, um, which is called Forgiven. All right. So I mentioned in the last podcast, too, how... Um, that story of what had happened really helped me to understand that the whole spiritual side of our lives is is something that's real. That's it's not fake. It's not pretend. Um, and that when the Bible talks about angels and demons, that that stuff is real too. And um, and some of you might have been thinking, well, he mentioned that, but I mean, I guess I see where he was going with the Holy Spirit thing. But what's all with the angels and demons? And that's what I really wanted to get into with this podcast today um tonight I guess some of you are just gonna flat out not believe me on this and that's okay you know I I can't expect everybody who hears what I say to believe it 
but I do hope that you take me, not at my word, but maybe you've experienced something like this in your own life, so you'll be like, whoa, I, I thought it was a dream or something, you know what I mean? Um, after, okay, so I made that mistake, and I came home from the trip, I confessed what I had done to my fiance. And I tried to just go back to life as normal, but it felt like something was just off with me. You know what I mean? I had forgiven myself, but the thing is, what what we don't understand is our words and our actions have power. And um, I had let something into myself that I shouldn't have when I made that choice to let that woman touch me. And it was affecting me. People noticed it. People at my work noticed. They're like, what's going on? You're usually so full of life. And now you're just like, my boss put it so well. She's such a great lady. Um, She believes in God herself. And she does such a good job at the work that we do. But she was like, you were so full of life. And I was so excited to have you working with us. And then it was like, all of a sudden, you're just like, you're just like so out of it. You're just not yourself. You were just... Uh, hunched over (laughs) just lurching around everywhere like I was like what you know what I mean trying to imagine how she shot how she saw me just like hunched over in the shoulders just like I just had a surly look on my face just shuffling around everywhere and I felt bad when I heard her tell me that um but I really was going through an internal struggle um the best way I can describe it is I was questioning my faith in God and in everything because I was like how could I have made such a huge mistake after everything God has spoken to me about and after how much he's changed me and I still make such a huge mistake like that I was questioning if it was even all real if I even you know should believe in God or not and I was just I was going down the rabbit hole man um just thinking that stuff over and over in my head just not People were trying to give me advice, and I would just be like, yeah, but, but, but what about this? You know, I wasn't listening to anybody. I was just trying to, like, I don't even know what I was trying to do. And I remember there was a night when I was just so at the end of my rope, and and I was like, God, I was just in my room by myself, and I was just like, God, please help me to you know, get over this, please help me to know what you would have me do to help myself out of this, because I didn't want to give up believing in God, I didn't want to quit everything that he had helped me change, and just be like, basically, well, tried that, goodbye, you know what I mean, it wasn't like that, and I was so desperate, and then I was on YouTube, and I saw this video of a pastor, uh, his name was Derek Prince, and, um, I forget what the title of the video was, but in it, he talked about how he had really gone through something similar where he was just so confused, lost, really struggling, even while he was a pastor and uh, preaching about God and all of that to other people. And he said he felt like the thing that totally turned it all around for him and totally helped him out was um, prayer and fasting. For those of you who don't know what that is, fasting is when you deny yourself maybe food, uh, maybe whatever it is. I think it can be different, you know, but the Bible talks about how it's like not eating food, maybe just having water or even not having any food or water for however many days. And during that time, just constantly being in prayer to God, 
trying to separate ourselves from our physical bodies and become more strong in our spiritual, uh, I guess, lives in that time of fasting. And I heard him say that and I was like, you know what, I'll do it. I'll fast. I'll do whatever it takes. I got to figure this out. And so I started fasting. And the Bible talks about how when we fast, Jesus himself actually was like, don't tell anybody you're fasting. It's supposed to be a private thing between you and God. Um, Some people fast and they brag about it or whatever, or they show that they're fasting by having a pained look on their face like, oh, I'm so hungry. You know what I mean? So I tried to not let anybody know. I didn't tell anybody. Um, And I would like always clean myself up real nice so it didn't look obvious. Like, I guess if there's a way that it can look obvious when someone's fasting, I don't know. And so I did that. I did that for, and I didn't even mean to do it more than one day, but I ended up doing it for four days, no food or water. And um, the first two days were really tough. And by the, the third day actually was pretty good. And the fourth day I was just feeling really tired and weak, but I also felt really good inside. I felt like clean almost, you know, inside myself, in my spirit, I guess you could call it. And so I decided, all right, I'll stop the fast here. And, uh, and things didn't really change. It didn't seem like everything got better all of a sudden. Um, I was still struggling. So I was like, I guess, you know, I don't know what to do. And then this is, I've, I, and the reason I even said all of that, I'm not, you know, trying to suggest that you fast or anything. The reason I mentioned that is because I believe it did help. Because two weeks later, two or three weeks after that fasting, I had a dream and I just want to say before I go any further with this like again some of you will believe this story some of you won't I really hope you do believe it because I experienced this all firsthand and it really just it changed me forever this particular moment in my life like many of the other moments in this podcast actually really had a permanent life-changing effect on me and it was all well I'll just I'll just say what happened so I had this dream I was it was a nightmare actually and I don't remember all of the details but I remember I was like running around the inside of like this big building there was multiple floors multiple rooms and I was running around trying to find some clothes I was in underwear looking for some clothes Um, And apparently I had to be somewhere, like to work or something. So I was like really trying to find these clothes and I couldn't. And I was hiding from people who were like walking around and stuff. So they wouldn't see me that I had no clothes on. And at the end of the dream, right before I woke up, um, I ran into this like really tall guy. He was like huge. And for some reason in the dream, I thought he was my friend. And, uh didn't look like anyone I knew or anything like that. I just thought he was there to help me. And so I asked him, I was like, is all of this that's happening to me, basically me being in underwear and, you know, nothing seeming to work out in the dream, is all of this my fault? And he, and he said, yes. And I, and you know, I was like, oh man, you know what I mean? But then for some reason, I looked into his eyes. I looked into his face and he had the his eyes man 
are the stuff of nightmares and it was in a nightmare he had like yellow eyes with like slits almost like snake eyes man and it was just so intense and i was staring into these eyes right and the and the longer i stared into his eyes i got the most overwhelming sense of this guy is pure evil that's all i can say like i've described it in different ways but that's the best way i can put it that this guy is pure evil and again i gotta tell you guys this was in a dream right I wasn't controlling it. It's not like I was lucid dreaming. If you don't know what that is, it's where people practice like having control over their dreams while they're sleeping and stuff. Um, it wasn't that. As I was looking into his eyes and as the sense of him being pure evil overtook me, so I just reacted in the dream. I reached out my hand and I grabbed his face. I grabbed his face with my hand, his whole face. And I called out the name of Jesus Christ in my dream. It was, I don't even know what to say, you know? Never has this ever happened to me in my entire life, in any of my dreams, ever. I grabbed this guy's face, call on the name of Jesus Christ. I just was like, bam, grabbed his face, Jesus Christ. And then I woke up. I immediately woke up from my dream when I did that. It, you, you guys... If you think that's crazy, it's about to get even crazier. This story is about how real the spiritual side of our world is. So buckle up, because it's about to get even crazier. So I woke up from my dream, and I was laying on my bed, and I couldn't move. I tried to move, I couldn't move. My body was completely frozen. And that wouldn't have been too crazy because that had happened to me before. But it gets even crazier. I was looking up at the ceiling of my bedroom and there was all these lights, like different colored lights and stuff. And what's weird is I didn't leave the light on in my room. I didn't have some sort of disco ball hanging in the corner that would be doing this kind of laser light show thing that was happening. But there was like... And, and the lights were forming a pattern. They weren't just random lights. It was a pattern. They were... Um, how do I describe this? They were a pattern. They were in the pattern of different circles. Circles of different shapes and sizes. And they were all different colors. And they were all moving. And they were moving in a way that it drew my attention to the middle of my ceiling. Like, a, like there was one point at the middle of all of this activity happening there was a middle point that it was all going into like some kind of a portal is the best way I think I could describe it like a tunnel it was all going into the middle of this point and I was looking up at that and I was like what is going on and uh, and then you know what gets even crazier I felt like I had to burp what why do I feel like I have to burp can't move my body feel like I have to burp and it was like re weird because the feeling was way, way down in like the pit of my stomach is where it started. And then it felt like it was slowly traveling like up my, ch up my stomach, you know, and like up my chest. And I felt it. It was like, it was like, this is going to be the biggest burp of all time. You know what I mean? And I felt it traveling up my chest into my throat. 
And then I burped. I thought it was a burp at first. But what was weird is the moment it came out of my mouth, the moment I burped, it was like somebody put earmuffs on my ears. Up to that point, my hearing was fine. It was just like, you know, I could hear. There was nothing like crazy going on. The moment that I burped, it felt like someone put earmuffs on my ears. Like someone put earplugs in my ears or something. Because my hearing went muffled. And then... Some of you who have seen The Exorcist might be able to understand this kind of stuff. But, um, and I don't want to freak anyone out, okay? I'm not trying to hype up this story any more than it is. I'm not trying to tell you guys a scary story right before you go to bed so that you can, you know, have nightmares. I'm just telling you exactly what I saw from start to finish. What I went through. Um, so, hearing went muffled. And when I burped and my hearing went muffled it was like it wasn't just a quick burp and then I was good it kept going it was probably the longest thing I've I I'm just gonna make the noise because this is the noise that was coming out of my mouth and I wasn't controlling it I wasn't trying to make this noise my hearing went muffled my mouth opened up to burp and it was just like Like that, okay? I'm not going to do it again. And I hope that didn't, you know, some of you might be like, what? Click, turn this off. But that's what happened. And I saw, like, like, how do I describe it? I saw something coming out of my mouth, a lot of something coming out of my mouth, going up into the middle of all of those lights, that center point I told you guys about. Coming out of my mouth, going up up into those lights and to me it looked like shreds of like black paper or black cloth or clothing it was like shredded up blackness you know what I mean like if someone took construction paper black construction paper and cut it into a bunch of tiny pieces it looked like that coming out of my mouth going up into those lights me making that noise my hearing being muffled body can't move And, you know, this would have all been something I could have explained away, you know, like basically written it off as like, this must have just been a dream if I had woken up from this. But I woke up from a dream into this experience. Not, you know what I mean? So, so this was going on. I can't move. I'm making the noise. The stuff is coming out of me. And then it, it stopped. The stuff stopped coming out of me. The lights, all the stuff on my ceiling disappeared, went away. Um, My hearing went back to normal. I still couldn't move. And I felt completely weak. I felt so weak. I, I, I felt like someone had just ran me a million miles. You know what I mean? I felt so weak. And, um... And I started to feel that presence from the dream, that evil, that pure evil presence, sense, whatever you want to call it. I started to feel that again. Like slowly, I started to feel it get stronger and stronger. And I knew, I don't know how I knew, but I knew that if I didn't do something, I I would pass out. And that it would be like none of this ever happened. Whatever happened, it would be like it never happened. I wouldn't even remember it or whatever. 
And I knew I needed, I don't know how I knew, but I knew I needed to say the name of Jesus Christ. I just knew it. It was so, I just knew beyond a doubt, I need to say the name of Jesus Christ right now before stuff gets worse. And you might be like, it gets worse. What are you talking about? That was the most insane thing I ever heard. I knew I needed to say the name of Jesus. And this is what's crazy. I tried to talk and I couldn't. Remember, I couldn't move my body. I tried to talk. And it was like mumbles came out of my mouth. It was like, I like couldn't form words. I had like no control over my own mouth. And I was trying so hard to say Jesus. I was just trying so hard to say it. And I couldn't. And that sense of evil, that, that dark presence, it kept getting stronger and stronger. It was like I knew I was at this critical moment where if I didn't say his name right now, something bad would happen and so I just thought to myself I thought inside myself I was like Jesus please help me say your name and then I tried to say it and guess what happened guys I said it like the most strongest thing I've ever said I was like Jesus Christ and the moment I said that the, and the moment I said it that sense of the dark presence and the evil went away. I could move my body. And I jumped out of bed and it felt like somebody had dumped a bucket of cold water on me. I felt like so alive. And you know what? It didn't just feel that way on the outside. Inside, you know, I don't know what you guys would consider this for yourselves, but it felt like someone had cleaned me inside and out. And I just felt so pure and clean and good. You know, like I was just pure. And I just jumped out of bed and I'm like, Jesus, you're my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, you have set me free. Jesus, you are my King. There is power in your name. And I started singing this song to Jesus for like 15 minutes that I wasn't, I didn't make it up. I wasn't trying to think of the words. It just was pouring out of me, man. And this really happened in my life. And you know what's so crazy? I went back into work and they were all like, what's what's up with you? You're like so different. You're, my boss was like, you're not lurching around anymore. You're, you're not like slouching or grouching. What's going on? And I, told, I actually told her what happened because she believes in God and stuff. And she was like, wow, it sounds like you got set free from like a demon. And I was like, yeah, I think something like that happened. You know what I mean? So, um, that's pretty much the story, guys, and I've been changed ever since then, you know, so, um, I really, really just want to impress upon you guys that there is another side to the lives that we live that we don't see with our own eyes, that God does see, and that other, other things see, but we don't unless God gives us the ability to see it. Um, so be careful about the things you do, because I believe that the choice I made in letting that woman touch me opened up my heart, my mind, my soul, whatever you want to say, to that dark evil that wanted to live inside of me. And through the power of Jesus, I was set free. Thank you.
you can do with that whatever you want. Believe it, don't. Maybe you guys have had some kind of a similar experience, and maybe you just decided to try and believe that it was a dream or something. I would have been able to do that if it didn't, if it happened where it was a dream and I woke up. But I woke up out of a dream and all of this then happened and I didn't fall back to sleep afterwards. I stayed awake for the rest of the day after that. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. I think this is going to be the last podcast of this series. Um, I don't know if I'll do another podcast series of something else, maybe like other important things or, you know, whatever it could be. Um, But I'm just really grateful for those of you who did listen to this, who shared it with other people. If you haven't shared it with anyone or if you're listening now, I would ask that you please share it with somebody, anybody, your mom, your dad, friend, family, someone you really don't like, who you think needs Jesus. Um... Because the hope is that this will really help someone. And uh, God be willing. It's It's been good for me to share this with you guys. So I really do believe it will help somebody. And um, yeah, oh, right. Again, this will be the last time I think we do this for this. But um, Manny, who I talked to you guys about already, suggested that I do like a verse from the Bible. Um... So here we go. Let's see what verse we get. I'm going to check the Bible app. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Oh, and um, so uh, what was I going to say? Do I even have anything to say? <laughs> Sorry for taking up your time, guys. Um, Oh, here we go. This will be cool because it totally applies to the story. So this is uh, Luke in the Bible, the Gospel of Luke. Feel free to Google it. Um, Luke chapter 8, verse 26. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the, in the tombs. That's pretty crazy. I'm going to fast forward to uh, where it gets really interesting. 
<clears throat> Jesus had been calling this guy out and he's like, demons come out of this. And the demons were like, no, please don't make us come out. And he's like, you got to come out. And so the demons begged Jesus to let them go into a herd of pigs. Because I guess demons need something to live inside. Otherwise, they're just suffering. So if they're inside someone or some animal, they're much more comfortable than if they're not. And so they went out and they went into the pigs and the pigs all unfortunately committed suicide, I guess, because they were just overwhelmed with these evil demons. And But the man, he was totally okay. All the people from the town came to see what happened. And uh, it says that when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had left sitting at the feet of Jesus, dressed with clothes and in his right mind. And they were all terrified. They're like, dude, this guy's been possessed by demons forever. And now he's totally okay because of this guy. They were like, Jesus, you're too much for us. Please leave our town. And the man came to Jesus and was like, please let me come with you. And Jesus said, go home and tell how much God has done for you. All right. That's the verse. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I think this is going to be our last podcast. So thank you so much. God bless you guys. I hope you all have a good night. Bye-bye.